episode 42 is brought to you by Biaisha Inc. Hey, Anomalies. This is Tasha. And episode 42 is being brought to you by All Things Boys. And Dr. Johnson's Car Chronicles. Holistic <laughs> Healing. <laughs> Hey, welcome to episode 42. Hey, Tasha. What's hey, been going on? Either. Hey, Dr. Tanya. What's been hey, going on? Hey, Dr. Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> we having a good time today. Oh, oh man. What's been going on, Dr. Tanya? So, I, uh, I have a granddaughter who is 12. Okay. And I was talking to her about how my Madil would say, Words don't hurt as long as they don't touch you. But mm-hmm. I explained to her, words do hurt. Definitely. I don't remember every fight I was in, every scratch I got from those fights. But I remember every word someone said to me. Mm-hmm. Every crack, every joke, every mm-hmm. insult. And I'm 50 plus. I remember. So I need. I think we need to teach our children to be careful about the words that they choose to say to other folk. So that's where I'm at today. I'm zinning. Okay. Okay. And All right. we're about to be newly what? Single. Uh, I'm about okay. to be newly single. Tell us about okay. that. So I am 50 plus. I've been married three times. As long as I can remember, I've been somebody's fiance, wife, fiance, wife, fiance, wife. Like I never had a real single time. I may have acted like I was single and wasn't, but I never really quite have been single. So I was thinking, you know, I have a lot of sorors and most of the people I do talk to are my sorors. So I have a lot of sorors who are 40 plus. And I wanted to kind of talk about the difficulties or the joys of, you know, starting over and being your new self and being single again. So they always say 40 and fabulous and 40 is the new 30. But let me tell y'all something. 40 is not the new 30 and 40 is the new 50. 50 is 50, 40 is 40, 30 is 30. And the dating scene looks a lot different. There are many phases that sum up what it means to get older with style. But is there a phase for dating over 40? If practice makes perfect, then by the time that they're at 35 and older demographic, each and other and every dater should be savvy, a pro at it, gliding into the fulfilling partnerships, right? Mm-mm, not so much. Researchers argue in 2015 study that a racial gra- gap in marriage, marriages emerged in the 1960s. I don't know why they went that far back. When black marriages rates started to decline slowly, first and steeply. Recent data suggests that at all ages, black Americans have lower marriage rates than other racial and ethnic groups based on the U.S. Census Bureau dated from 28 to 2012. Less than two-thirds of Black women were married by their early 40s compared to nine 
out of five of white women or Asian women or specific islander women. More than eight in the ten Hispanic women. Now, what's your thoughts on that? Because everybody like to throw numbers around and put these numbers is this, together. Is this this black women married to black men? Just in general. It's it's just that it's not about the who they married to, it's just the fact that they're not oh, married. So black women not married, period. Right. And then they broke it down for whites, Hispanics, Asian, and specific islanders. I don't so, believe none of that. So that's what I was saying. Like, where do they get these numbers from? And because, you know, I never answered the census. I don't know about y'all. Stay out of my business. So where are they really getting these numbers from? They're getting it from the census. That's where yeah. they get it from. But they may not be good numbers. But yeah, because people think? like you don't answer the uh, census. I, I hey, the hey, census. hey. It ain't my business. I answer the census. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I don't. I will next time because they need to get these numbers together. So, so how do y'all feel about it though? Because you're single now with me, and you're married, not with me, but I've been married like a thousand times. But what's your? I don't know how to get back in the swing of things. I don't trust people online and sneaky. You know, I'm not talking. I don't know how to gauge if you're flirting or if you're you're just said being nice, being polite. You know, what I, I mean? never know who's flirting. I was right. about to say, Tasha don't either. Right. That's, okay. that's a little scary. So what I'm going to tell you is the one thing that once I decided to um, stop trying to control everything and just do what I like that's to do. Yep. Um, that's when I like begin to meet people because you are operating in your authentic self when you're doing things that you like to do and that you enjoy doing, which means that nine times out of 10, you're probably going to run into someone who is more likely, more likely more like you than you Hmm. trying to force something with someone that you met online. And it's just not meshing. Like um, do stuff that you like to do. You like wine, go on a wine tour. Men are going on wine tours. Like they're doing things that they enjoy doing too. A sophisticated man is going to do things that he enjoys doing without having to do it with a whole bunch of other people. So if right. you're in that space of enjoying yourself and your your time, your downtime, then you're more than likely going to run into other people and other groups of people who enjoy doing things like yourself. And don't force it. Like Right. At this stage in your life, I think you're probably looking more for someone that you actually enjoy them and enjoy spending time with them. I but yet that. you can enjoy yourself as well in your own space and they're okay with it. And they have their own life because they've lived and they've done things and they're established. Right. And you all can come together, enjoy your time together and just be like, okay, that's all I got. Cause that was a long, that was a monologue. But it was good stuff. Like, I haven't been a real single person. I, I can't remember when I was single. Probably in high school. <laughs> I don't know. Then I had a couple boyfriends in high school, so I don't remember. I don't remember. Elementary? Nope. Soon I said I could like a boy. He was my boyfriend. <laughs> he gonna come to the house. We gonna cope. We gonna sit on the sofa. We going to church. 
that was Madea's criteria. But yeah, I need to figure out what single look like for me too. I don't know what that looks like. And and only you can define that and it's not right. going to happen overnight. I am really snacking right now. Sorry. Um, <laughs> all on air too. Like, anomaly. I don't know. Okay, so only you, only you know, and so you're going to have to experiment. Like, there was a period where I felt like I had to go and do everything, right? right. Why? And you start figuring out what it is that you actually really enjoy, mm -hmm. right? And so then you can scale back to the things that you really enjoy, sprinkle some new things in as well for the new okay. experience, right? But then you also make sure that you take that time for self right? and regroup and zen, like, like you said you're doing today. You're, you're zenning. So you need that. So I think I have my weekends pretty planned out on how I take care of me. Right. <laughs> so I I definitely have a weekend where I unplug and it's all about me. I like that. I like that. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. I feel like I had a session. How much that cost? I let yeah. you know. Okay. I'll invoice you. Check. Right, is check you over there making sound effects, ma'am? I'm laughing at Dr. Tanya. Oh. <laughs> So, um, today I went to a brown skin brunch. Oh, okay. That sounds and interesting. So this is not the first time I've gone. The first time I went was last year in October and it started off, I guess, with some girls, ladies just getting together and going to brunch and it spread all across the country. And it's just us getting together, going to brunch. They have ambassadors for each city. I'm pretty sure they got it in, in Dallas and Baltimore or what, wherever. You I saw it in Baltimore. Yeah. And um, you have to get in there and RSVP. And then you go eat brunch or whatever. They tell you where the restaurant is and you just get there. And, and it's not like it's not like structured. You just there eating, talking, meeting new people. Cause y'all know I don't go outside. So this is my only time to talk to people. If I go outside, it's for AG's eye or Jaden. That's it. Go so to the doctor. Oh, to the doctor. That's it. Mm -hmm. So this is my um my time to get out and meet um people um, around Jacksonville and I just don't. I mean, they they got to be brown. But anyway, it's a, it was a good time. Um, I enjoyed the ladies. I met two ladies that are military, and they uh asked about AG's eye, and I gave them the website. They asked about AG's eye because I was talking about Shiro. Y'all know I got to talk about my Shiro. <laughs> I got to talk about it. And um, they they asked about AG's eye because I was talking about Shiro. So. Yeah, now I had me a good, like, long conversation with um this lady named Miss Mary. She's like an older lady. I love her. She's dressing so spiffy. Honey, spiffy, huh? honey, you, Miss Mary, honey, can you describe what 
Mary had on. Can you just Mary had on? Okay. Miss Mary had on. Usually she have on something that looked like, you know how Chanel suits look. Usually she have on something that look like that. But today everybody had to have on black and white. So she had on this black, this long black and white dress. And she had like a leather belt tied around her waist. She had, she always had her hair neatly in a bun. And it had a net around it to make sure that nothing comes out of place. And don't do Miss Mary, baby. She be popping, honey. She had on her black and white heels. Don't do her. Anyway, me and Miss Mary was having a long conversation about homeless women veterans. And she was like, after our conversation, she was like, I didn't know that you know, that women veterans had all of these issues and I didn't know that it was like this bad and I didn't know that the VA took so long to help people and I didn't, you know, like she didn't, she just didn't know and I was like, yeah, it's a mess. And so it just let me know that what we do is important and is needed and we need to get out there and talk more about it. Um, If we can how we can uh, create some more platforms so we can be able to give these folks this information that they didn't know. Yeah. And I'm glad that you were able to bend someone's ear and I hope she gets the chance to bend someone's ear as well. Yeah. And it just also made me um, more aware that I need to create the brand ambassador, uh, the brand ambassador course for the Sororers because you got to be able to talk about it in order to get people on board. And if you Mm -hmm. can't talk about it and it can't flow out of your mouth, then how are you going to get somebody else on board to whatever it is that you, not just ages out, but anything that you're doing, like your business, like how are you going to get somebody on board with whatever it is that you're doing if you can't talk about it? You got to be a brand ambassador for your, even your personal brand yourself. If you can't tell people about yourself, then. It's almost like having an elevator speech ready that, that we tell. All, I all mean, it is, it is an it's, elevator you know, pitch. They got to be uh, ready. It's you definitely know, like, an you know, elevator pitch. Already have it in your mind with these points that you need to touch base on. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah, the I mean, idea about the brand ambassador for AG's eye. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely think that's warranted and needed. Okay. I want to talk about the little girl. And I want to know if we can, um, how can we reach out? Who do we need to talk to? Do we need to have a petition? What can we do to force their hand? Because they're not pressing charges at all. So I'm not up on the current events um, on that case. Maybe I need to read it while y'all talking. Um, Break it down, Bina. Break it down. So the federal prosecutor saw the family um, of Shanquella Robinson, um, I think it was Wednesday, that the evidence (laughs) that they have isn't enough for them to prosecute the people um, that are responsible for her death last year in Mexico. Wait, 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 wait. They don't have enough evidence to prosecute the people that are responsible, but they know who the people are. Okay, go ahead. The U.S. Attorney's Office um, for the Middle and Western Districts of North Carolina were the ones uh, who said this. 
So it says, based on the results of the autopsy and after a careful deliberation and review of the investigative materials by, by both the U.S. Attorney's Office, federal prosecutors informed Ms. Robinson's family today that the available evidence does not support a federal prosecution. The U.S. Attorney's Office has said in a release Wednesday. A copy of Shanquella Robinson's death certificate obtained by CNN affiliate WBTV listed the cause of death as severe spinal cord injury and atlas luxation, which is instability or excessive movement in the uppermost neck vertebrae. The document stated that she was found unconscious in the living room of the Russell residence on October 29th. The death certificate classified Shanquilla Robinson's death as accidental or violent, noting that the approximate time between injury and death was 15 minutes. Wow. <clears throat> but but they know who they are. They just don't have enough evidence. I mean, they got a whole video. I don't know how much more evidence they need. Mexico said they knew and it was going to charge this person responsible for her death, but they needed the United States to extradite them back to Mexico because Mexico mm. can't come over here and get them. But okay. America won't send them back over there. But she's dead. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not understanding. Okay. Do we so need to get the? Do we need to get one of the Kardashians to come do something? Does she need to talk to some people? Because it seems like when she talked to people, people listen. So we we want America to send, them back. send the individual to Mexico so they can be prosecuted where the crime occurred. Right. By but Americans. We know America is not going to do that because America thinks that they're better than Mexico. Now, if Mexico had somebody and they, they want them to, to be extradited, they would be trying to get them. But since Mexico wants an American uh, extradited back to Mexico, they're like, nah, bruh. Well, so my hope was that America would then take over and press the charge. But that's not happening. So that's not going to happen. Because they don't have any, it's, it's where the crime occurred. What What was the crime? Did they commit any crimes related to that in the U.S.? Like, did they bring evidence from Mexico back to the U.S. and destroy it? Like, well, they went through her bag and took whatever they was going to take and gave her mother the rest of the stuff. So who brought her back? Back the police brought her back. One of them folks. One of them. One of them lying people. They broke her neck. They broke her neck. That stolen property of a deceased. That's what I was thinking. That would be yeah, but that's not enough. I mean, I don't. It's something though. (laughs) I, I I mean and I mean you can. You bring it back. Why did they bring her stuff back? They told their mom, they told her mother that she had alcohol poisoning and she was too sick to fly back. So they they called her and told her that. And then they said, we're just going to bring her her thing, bring you her things, bring you her suitcase. 
So was she already dead or not? Yeah. And so the authorities, the Mexican authorities, allow them to take her property? Well, I think that they initially thought it was one thing. Then it was something else after they had left. So once they had left, they was trying to like, okay, she is dead. And now we need to figure out what happened. That's the young lady that was, the video was them beating her up. Mm-hmm. Did you know that yeah. one of the people that was, they never said that the person was transgender. So one of the people that was beating on her was transgender. That's my yeah. question. So then that's a man. Yeah. Oh, Lord, this is making my stomach hurt. It says the U.S. officials told the family that the autopsy, which was completed after Shanquilla Robinson's body had been embalmed and transported back to the U.S., revealed no spinal cord injury, but did show swelling on her brain, although the cause of death is still said to be undetermined, the attorney said. The attorney criticized that she criticized what she considered a delay on the part of the U.S. investigating agency, saying they they waited to investigate until after their own autopsy was conducted. Right. There was no swift action on this case. There was absolutely no urgency on the part of the U.S. authorities, Sue Ann Robinson added. If you wait till five months after someone committed a crime, they would have the opportunity and time and space to delete text messages if that's what they wanted to do to talk to each other about the case, the attorney said. It can be they can't, they they can't pull their workers, though. They mm-hmm. had to get rid of that whole phone. Yeah. It don't matter they get rid of the phone or not. They still got the number they and they the still records. got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the phone company got all the records. They would have to speak. Man, listen. I, you know, I would, I would love to see someone prosecuted for her death. Her murder. Yeah. Um, because that's what should happen. Um, and I don't think, but we all know the U.S. is a freaking bully. Um, and they'll mm-hmm. sit on this mm-hmm. just to prove a point. Another but, one angle, thing, but one thing another about murder, ain't no uh, statute of limitations. No statute of limitations. But the thing about this as well um we and I definitely um being a little a little uh fire starter real quick but um if it was a white woman do you think that there would be a hesitation to send that individual back to Mexico to be prosecuted they would have prosecuted prosecuted that person here. They went is like, we got it. I was an American citizen. Mm-hmm. They would have they would have done something immediately. Just putting it out there. Just you mm-hmm. know, putting it That's what we, the family uh, plans to hold a march to the State Department headquarters, Washington, DC, on May 19th, the 200 days since Shanquella Robinson's passing, according to the family's attorney. The message cannot be that U.S. citizens can go overseas and commit crimes against other U.S. citizens and come back and say that they're on base, that they're safe, that they're, they are not going to be arrested, that there's going to be such a delay in the investigation that the evidence will have time to dissipate, she said. 
It's hard for evidence to dissipate when it's on tape. They're talking about the body. Yeah, but after they embalmed it, but they could still see that her neck was uh, injured. It was broken. They're saying like, that they can't see any injury to her neck. The first thing that you read, it said that she had excessive movement in her neck. That was in Mexico. In the, oh. The U.S. Okay. said that they didn't see any injury. Okay, well, so what Mexico doctors said don't count? Well, yes, because mm -hmm. the U.S. That is writing their own narrative. Right. What Mexico doctor says does count because they were right then and there. The U.S. got her body after it was embalmed and sitting and all that other kind of stuff. Like they said, they see they saw injury to her brain, but they didn't see injury to her neck. I don't know what happens when a body gets embalmed, but I think that is. Uh, I think them that is them writing their own story. Right. Because if if you can't justify a murder charge, then why are we extraditing someone? So if we change the narrative, no, it's not a homicide. It doesn't look like a homicide. Then we don't have to send him back because we don't mm -hmm. believe that there was a crime here. I mean, outside of them beating her to yeah, okay. But this is the monster that we deal with daily. That they don't care nothing about black women and black babies. We have oh, black oh. women and black babies go missing all the time and Everybody. right now there's a whole a, a whole um freaking vigil over I you know babies babies get people's attention all the time, but right. it's like at the end of the day, this is something that happens regularly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, because I, I, you know, I scroll through my Facebook every whatever. And here lately, I've been seeing a lot of children missing. Like, it, I feel like every hour I see I'm reposting a child that's missing. And I don't know if it's because my algorithm has been picking it up or what but i'm like why, you know why are all these children coming up missing teenagers adolescents toddlers like all of these children are coming up missing i feel like i'm always reposting like child missing child missing child missing the little the little boy um his daddy killed the mom and then killed him and threw him in the lake and they found his body in an alligator's mouth Oh, that's the mm. yeah the little the little um I don't, I don't want to say the Mexican yeah yeah Hispanic though like yeah. Alvarado or something is the name Alvarez or something little little bitty thing the picture so that I, they I, I I say this his to, body was whole though the alligator didn't eat him up yeah right. that's because because God wants somebody to find a baby so they've been stealing babies and killing babies. For a long time. This ain't nothing new. Only mm -hmm. thing new is, is the damn internet. Mm -hmm. They was putting them on. Remember? Faster. I don't know about y'all. Let me take y'all back for a minute. Remember they was putting us on the milk carton? Mm-hmm. Them babies is missing. They trying to find their babies. So they figured kids eat cereal. The, the, we're going to put them on the milk carton. They was trying everything they can try to try to put some kind of light on our babies are being taken. 
But a lot of times, too, my sisters, it ain't always a stranger that's taking these babies. Oh, that's true. And they selling the children. They they selling the babies. They selling these little girls. They selling these little boys. They get caught up in the sex traffic, too. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I... I'm telling you, when I got y'all, when I got your grandbabies, great grands, nieces, nephews with me, my head be like this. I'll swivel. But hey, what you doing? Come here. I be holding Mumu hand. She's 12. I don't care. You ain't going missing on my watch. Cause your grandmama is gonna start running people cars over. I'm not playing. <laughs> I'm not playing. I heard that. I heard that. And she be like, grandma, grandma, nothing. You better hope I don't have... Remember I used to have the daycare? And that's to carry all them babies with me, Bina? And that's to have their little arm things with... I used to have the arm things on them. Like three on one arm, three on the other arm. We finna hang out, but I need to know where you at. I need to keep <laughs> it with somebody's child. You can say what you want to say. I'm telling you, they've been doing this for a long oh, yeah. time. Oh, yeah. A long time. And I was saying to... I think you and Bina, I think, that the most unprotected it don't even matter her her creed her color her nothing it's a woman and a child mm. men thought of us as property Absolutely. and they can do what they want when they want how they want that's that dowry thing they had mm-hmm. okay and i i did a paper on in my undergrad that it was a rule called rule of thumb the man had permission to be this woman his wife with a stick no thicker than his thumb. Who 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 came up with that? What a kind man. of dumb mess is that? Just like Another the situation man. with the dowry. And I they just don't value us. Nope. We have to value ourselves. We had to come up with a plan. We can have the black girl magic uh movement or the, the playground you talked about, the luncheon so uh you talked about. Yeah, both of y'all my soul and my friend. But <laughs> you know, we have to. We have to constantly uh, reinforce ourselves. Uh, let like Mumu had got her award today. You saw it on online, right? Mm-hmm. With um, the rosebuds. Mm-hmm. Mumu is y'all know y'all know how Mumu look. I don't have to say, but, but when she walked up, she had her head down, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so I'm saying, lift your head up. I'm saying it out loud. We're not gonna worry about it. Every woman in that room touched man, her. Lift your head up. They came to her later, like each. Her, you're so beautiful. You this, you that. Giving her reinforcement. Building her up. Mm-hmm. Who she is. But grandma give it to her every day. But I'm just her grandma. I'm going to give it to her anyway. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we, who Lord have mercy. We value each other. We make avenues and, and alleys where we are valued. We have to keep doing that. Because yep. I'm telling you. Oh, and that's why we have the Anonymous Black Women Podcast. Thanks for, thank you for my invite. I'm so happy. <laughs> we, that's all we, we created this safe space for black women to be able to uplift one another to talk about the things that we need to talk we need about, to talk about. And we need to talk about <laughs> yes <laughs> right on time oh right man time. um that's beautiful though i love to see it and especially from um seasoned women um, to pour into our young, you know, women um, that need it because there's so much out there that's telling them who they should be 
um, and, mm-hmm. and what they should be and mm-hmm. how they should be it and mm-hmm. when they should be it. And it's mm-hmm. like, give me a freaking break. Like, let these children be. Um, I was talking to someone the other day about, you know, our kids. We've come to a place where we have put labels on everything, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That and part. so you you remember not being um not being made to feel like you're confined to the space of this one little box, right? And so our kids are now being told that that there's this category and this category and you have these illnesses and these things and this and this and this and it's like you're putting all this information out here and our kids feel the need to find a place to fit in to find a label to put on themselves to to be something because in your adolescence you don't know what the hell but it was nice to have that space to kind of fill it out without having to simultaneously find your place already. It's like they're forcing them to to figure out who they are as mm-hmm. teens. And, and apparently they're doing younger than teens. Well, yeah. It, mm-hmm. yeah. That part. But the parents yeah. need to stand up. The parents need to stand up and protect your child. Mm-hmm. And let a child be a child like you're saying. And what yes. is all this other worldly stuff? And I'm having a conversation with, and then she was... 10 or 11 i was like how she know that where that come from i don't talk like that i don't think like that you know but they're getting it from school like you said so i don't know just let god gave me three girls god gave me three girls and i thought he was trying to cuss me out like (laughs) but he gave me power you know what i'm saying he gave me power he gave me an ability to build that legacy Whichever way they want to go. However, common, I don't think about it as a curse. But at first, I was like, look, God, three girls? Three girls. Three girls. Bina got three girls. Three girls. And and that is, you know what? The opposite. (laughs) It's it's literally, it's literally Bina with three boys, Tasha in the middle with none, (laughs) Tanya down here with three girls. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is it is weird. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, um, I mean, parents. Beautiful. I I try to give my boys a space to just be who they want to be and figure it out. Um, I don't think that parents. I think they put too much pressure on their kids to be who they want them to be. Mm-hmm. We live, we try to get them to live vicariously through our children, and that's not going to work. And I agree with you, Soror. I mean, sister, I mean, <laughs> yeah. And so, yep, I like, that. TJ used to be like, Mom, you in school again? Yeah, I am, but I ain't trying to make you do what I'm doing. This is what I want to do because I like to do this, but I want you to do what it is that you want to do, long as you ain't getting in trouble. That didn't work for TJ, but. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Jaden, he's into basketball. Brandon, I don't know. I ain't talking about him today. But um, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I just you had to give your kids the space to just be who they're gonna be, because at the end of the day, they're gonna make their own choices. They show a lot. Well, that's and, another. Can we have that on another podcast? I got a whole list of things 
I need to say about that right there. That don't even make no sense. Oof. Oh. Okay. Right. <laughs> we can definitely have that a conversation. Yes. <laughs> and on that note, I'm pretty sure that it that some topic in the news will take us there. <laughs> right. I'm more than sure. You're right. All right. Well, let's end on that note. We're going to end on that note. Yep. That's a good note. All right, man. I, I agree. That's a good note. <laughs> I, I wish you ladies a uh, productive and powerfully pleasant week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to accept that. I need all that. I'm bringing it all in. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to think of some more P P words to, to throw out like, there. Yes, because you know that's going to lead you to your uh, your poise space. So, yeah. oh, Jesus Christ, look at all you! Right, prof- all right, Professor Poised, P popping on the handstand. All right. Um, this is the conclusion of episode forty-two. This is our Jackie Robinson episode. Um, okay. Yeah. It, I, tracking. Okay. Just so y'all tracking, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. So, um, catch us on all social media. Anomalous Black Women. We're on your favorite podcast channel, Anomalous Black Women. Um, all of our so- social media will be in the box below. You can catch Dr. Johnson. Um. And Dr. Johnson's Car Chronicles, it'll be in the box below. And Tasha, you got anything? Hey. No, I, I'm not doing anything right now. Oh, you can go. Um, I'll put my information in the box below, but you can um, buy a domain. Uh, if you got a website coming up, you can find a job, all that good stuff on my um website. I'll put my bio link in the box below. All right, y'all have a good day. Good week. We'll see y'all in two weeks. Peace.